Five, four, three, two, one. How's it Boom. going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. I am Will Charles Egan. And as always, we have Chris Meekins. Hey. We are back. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? I was just in uh, Georgia with some friends of mine, and we brought cold weather down with us. They have some hills there. They do Isn't have some it hills. hilly all over the place? Well, yeah, it's, it's Georgia. There's hills and mountains and things. There's and the houses mountains. are like on the side of hills. Yeah, yeah. So the house that I was just at, <clears throat> they have... A basement that's kind of like in the hill so there's like you know the driveway the front yard and then their backyard kind of dips down and as it dips down there's a sliding glass door with a basement and there's a tenant down there there's somebody else that lives in my friend's house that we never saw he's a total <laughs> hermit he doesn't come out he never he's just we heard him once. Life is good for him. He get he works online. He gets things delivered, and he just enjoys being utterly alone all day and never leaving the house. Did you see that house uh, on the on the YouTube? Mm. Or no, it was on the X on Twitter. Formerly Twitter. Formerly Twitter. Yeah, yes. on X uh, blew up. The guys were going into uh, whoa, and New I think it was New Jersey. And it, uh, they went to they were going to arrest the guy for something. There. Okay, I don't, I don't even know, but they just showed. The house just went like in the movies. Yeah, just, like it, in the movies. What? And it just vaporized. totally vaporized. What the heck? Yeah, they found parts of them. What was in the house that blew up? They don't know yet. What it was? But yeah, Whoa. I didn't. Here, in, here in Florida, we have hills. Mm-hmm. We have that that garbage dump over here <laughs> that they they have a garbage dump that they <laughs> coat it with dirt. Yeah, they repurpose <laughs> it as a, a park. <laughs> our our only view <laughs> above. Sir, above sea level here <laughs> is a pile of garbage. Yes, with little pipes sticking out. Yes. Don't, don't breathe it. <clears throat> no, yeah, you can light a fire, the methane coming out of it. Yeah, they repurposed a pile of garbage as a park for us. Isn't there one on the end of Bee Ridge, and then there's one over on Fruitville? <clears throat> yeah, so there is. Or Palmer. Yeah, on Palmer, there is uh, Celery Fields. So, yeah. And then at the end of Bee Ridge, there's uh, Rockenbach Park, which is wow, also an old landfill. really smart. Well, and then I've I saw there. one over off of 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one over yep, there. Yep, there's another one over there. But I that's the only through. elevation other than... Complete and utter flat. Flat. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so I was born and raised in Florida. I've never experienced like crazy mountains or hills. So every time I go traveling, whenever there's a change in altitude, I get just violently ill. It's so bad. My dizziness, my equilibrium gets thrown off. So every time we go to the mountains, I just putting Dramamine down and <laughs> from going in, from going to Georgia. I gotta take Dramamine <laughs> right. to go to six hundred foot elevation. <laughs> it was that bad. Don't go on a boat. No, don't go no, on a, God, no. Those things are like 600 feet tall. Oh, yeah. You ever see those cruises? Yeah, I've been huge. on a cruise before. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't do it again. No, no. Well, you you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't go to girls with do. No, you don't drink, you don't chew, you don't go with girls that do. Yeah, no, I don't chew, drink, or whatever you just said. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's an old. <laughs> it's an old, again, it's, old it's, school. It's old school. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, Baller for Jesus this week, mm, right? Week two. Yeah, yes. Week two, and we're going to talk about complete obedience. You want mm. to read the verse that... Uh, yeah. We actually are going to get spiritual today. We, we got are. Our, we, we, have, have, we have Bibles. We have the Word here. We, we have, have it Bibles. in here, but that yeah, seems we, more effective. <laughs> it's, it's better when you have paper. There's something about a paper Bible. Yes. Yeah. That's why I prefer it. The you think everybody neat, should but... have at least one in their house? Well, everybody does have one in the house. If it's collecting dust or not, you know, that's... 
depending on the family. But yeah, most houses have a Bible somewhere. A, Bible, a big one. With like, yeah, the King it. James Version, yeah, yeah. some old that Grandma gave him. Yeah. Yeah, but this is NIV. What version do you have? Look at Someone's calling me. Oh, you're so important. I'm so important. Are you going to take this call on the podcast? Chris, come on. We're getting into the word. Oh, well, see, it was the devil coming see, after it was me. a distraction. <laughs> was, there you go. Okay. What version's your Bible? Um, this one's, uh, uh, this is the NIV. NIV. Okay, perfect. We both have NIV. That makes things so much easier. So. No, this is the New American Standard. Oh, my mine. goodness. That's actually I, a good translation. Actually, I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's considered more of a literal translation. Yeah. yeah. A little warm, but yeah. Well, that's good. It's got character. Yeah. So complete obedience. You uh, you wrote a really good verse here when you put all this together. You have First Samuel fifteen twenty two, and it says, "But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better." than the fat of rams yeah so one time there was a i mean i was going through a time that i i i would rather do work mm. i'd rather do extra work yes i'd rather go to africa or yeah. sarasota right. or, yeah. or something than to actually do Just what obey. god was telling me to right do. i hear a lot of the and it's not bad doing evangelism it's not bad going no. to africa if again it's the today's episode's about obedience if you're obedient to the lord and he calls you to do that then go do it but i feel like a lot of the times when we get in our own minds and when we listen to our own thoughts i've done this myself and i know a lot of people like we have a friend kai who's also done the same and he he's very open about this he's like sometimes when i i, I do this when i feel like I need to do more. I'll get into this crazy mindset where I'm like, okay, I need to shave my head. Yeah. I need to become a monk. Yeah. I need to, I had this crazy, I was so, it, it, I have the weirdest responses to whenever I get like really sad. I was like, that's it. I'm going to move to Alaska. I'm going to take what little money I have, go to Alaska and just be a traveling missionary, just live on people's couches and I'll just live from the manna of the Lord and just just completely be dependent and obedient on him and just live a life of solitude and Trenton. And now I'm like, what on earth? Right. So this morning it was 67 in our house and waking up to that was already bad enough <laughs> to think that I'm going to move to Alaska and wake up to below freezing every morning. I think I'd rather not do yeah. that. Even though the house up North, even though like you have the thermostat stat at 68 mm -hmm. and it's like five out, Right. You're still it's cold. Five out. It's yeah. five out, and somehow the mental telepathy mm -hmm. of the cold, the cold, gets into your body. You can and see the clouds, and it's just like freezing. So cold. Yes. Uh, so anyway, yeah. yeah. But so I was thinking that I was going to be this this great. You know, people would tell stories about me because I was so obedient to God, or that I was called to be totally dependent on the Lord's provision and all this stuff, but. Really, I don't think that that's what the Lord wanted for me at the time because that was something that I came up with. That was a work right. that I wanted to do because I thought that in order to become closer to God, I had to sacrifice. I had to put in a certain amount of burnt offerings, which is, you know, making penance for the wrongs things mm. that you're doing or just, you know, making up for your own sins, which... I thought I could do by works, but it says... Well, it's your best thinking. Yeah, it was what I could come up with at the time. Yeah. But there's such an easier and simpler solution to most of these problems. 
And what is it? Obedience. Oh, wow. Simple word. See, and, and I think that that's like, um, in le- it's illegal in most states of... States of thinking? Of thinking or in the world. Okay, God yeah. forbid that you would be obedient. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, God forbid that I would be like... See, what happens to me is when I'm obedient, I'm like, okay, I'm giving it. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually... The way I was, I was, I was, I was rebellious. Yeah, sure. In everything, mm-hmm. everything. Oh, Airtime. hey, Chris, if you stood up, you might not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, then I can't stand up. Right. I mean, I have to do mm-hmm. the opposite. Yes. I mean, my whole life was like that mm-hmm. until I uh, until I changed. But yeah. But it was like I had this inner drive. Yeah. To rebel mm-hmm. on anything that anybody told me that I yeah. would be good for me. Yes. Don't absolutely. drink. Well, that means I have to drink. You should probably shouldn't smoke. Yeah. Well, I probably should smoke. You should <laughs> probably study. Well, I'm not studying. Yeah. And do you, did you find that with with uh, most uh, younger people? We were talking mm-hmm. about young people in general. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a flow of, hey, I don't really have to go to church. I don't really have to. Mm-hmm. There's a rebellion towards. Yeah. Like you said, you had met somebody that was like, oh, I just go to Bible study. I don't go to church. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's very common is a lot of people think, well, I'm going to do it my way or the highway, you right, know? Right. And it's like, you can't, I, I go to Bible studies. Right. I love Bible studies. And I can miss church. Yeah. Like this last Sunday, I didn't go to church because I was on vacation. Right. That's fine. You know, I'm not going to get... You didn't get a letter from the Pope? No. I or from didn't, Pastor Randy? I didn't get struck by hey, lightning. I just want to let you know that you weren't in church you today. didn't attend. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be a works-based faith. And it's just simply obeying the Lord. And a lot of the times, you got to give yourself grace. I think that's what's very important is because a lot of times we want to put ourselves at this position where we, we elevate ourselves based off of the things that we did. It's like, okay, I went to church... This many times, you know, you're checking off boxes. And there's it's just, yeah, like you said, just, there's the opposite of people that are like, mm-hmm. well, if they say I have to go to church, then I'm not going to. Right. Uh, and yeah. then there's people that are like, well, I go to church mm-hmm. because it proves to me that I am. A, yes. So, so it's like, really, it's like mm-hmm. both ways. Both ways are wrong. Yes. I, either extreme of, well, I need to go to church or, well, I don't have to go to church at all. Right. Is not the most gracious way of going about it and it's probably not the best way of going about right. it and that's only one example mm-hmm. yeah like absolutely there's tons of other i things. shouldn't smoke because i'll go to hell or mm-hmm. i should smoke because you can go to hell yeah you know <laughs> when i when i first i don't know where this is going to come from but uh-huh. we uh we were first starting uh become a christian and uh mm-hmm. we were going to church we we're like let's go to church yeah. and so we were like, okay, that's cool. Because, I mean, the first time we were there, like, the, the pastor opened the Bible and he read it. We're like, man, yeah. he's talking to us. Wow. How did he know we had this problem going on, you know? Yep. He's probably looking at us going, well, you got a lot of problems. I could have picked from many of, of <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, so we started going and we liked it. And we mm-hmm. started, and so we decided to join. Nice. And, uh, uh, and I told Joyce on the way in, mm-hmm. I said, if they tell me that I got to quit smoking mm. to join the church, I ain't joining. You said that? Oh yeah. I mean really? it was it was the wow. stipulation. I don't have a lot of rules. <laughs> the rules I but have, they're very very achievable. Right. So I said I said uh if they tell me I have to quit smoking, we're not joining. Hmm. So we go to the membership class and they talk and we you know, whatever yep. and they never mention smoking once. 
Nice. And so I quit smoking the next day. <laughs> I did. I swear to you. Yeah? I quit smoking the next day. How I, come? Because I was like, I knew that, that God was telling me to quit smoking. Right, right. And I thought, well, there it's a demand from them people. Yes. But then they didn't demand it. They just said, no, we, you know, welcome. Yeah. It's kind of like here at, mm-hmm. at our church. It's like, welcome to the family. Just yeah. come as you are, man. Yes. And I'm like, I really oh. need to quit smoking because it's really bad. It's bad. And I quit. Yeah. And it's simple, as simple and it, as that. And so it wasn't obedience. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like a work, a sacrifice. Yeah. It wasn't work. It was like, oh, wait a minute. I let the Holy Spirit and then I obeyed. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me the power to do it. Boom. It's, it's something like that that comes more naturally because it's out of a position of obedience as opposed to I'm going I'm to white knuckle it and do it on my own. We've talked about it on the podcast before of like, you know, I'm going to go to the grind and I'm going to be able to tough it out on my own. Yeah. And I'm going to be. I don't need nobody. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to just do it by myself as opposed to being honest with yourself, being, again, gracious with yourself and just saying, oh, okay, this isn't the end of the world. But a lot of the times when the Lord asks you to do something or to stop doing something, it's a gentle nudge and you'll simply obey because there's no condemnation in it. Because when, when you try to quit something or when you try to do something on your own, a lot of the times the punishment is shame. And there's that looming punishment of, if I don't do this, there's going to be a lot of people looking at me a certain way. Oh, he didn't do this or he's still doing this. As opposed to, the well, the kingdom of God is, hey, there's no, there's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no weight of you know, the judgment on your head for what you've done. You repent and you turn away from that. And you simply just, you, you look at yourself and you go, oh, okay, this isn't something that I have to bear on my own. I don't have to carry this cross to right, Calvary. Right. I can just let go of it. And the Lord will just say, I'll take it for you. So say you're uh, some jamoke watching us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, jamoke. <laughs> That's a word. northern word. <clears throat> uh, <throat> some person. That's good. Kind, That's good. loving, gentle mm. person that you are. Wow. Um, says, well, I actually really don't know what obedience is. Mm-hmm. Like, what for? Like you, what would be like a definition of obedience? Yeah. Well, I think that obedience is it's it's a lot simpler than what people would think because you know, like I said, the idea of shaving your head and becoming a monk is what people often think of religious obedience. Okay. Because when you hear obedience, it's like that's a religious word. That's stupid. I don't want to do that. Obedience means I can't do this. I don't get to do this anymore. But true obedience is <clears throat> completely giving up yourself and surrendering all of yourself to the Lord and just following him, being a Christ follower. Okay. Well, what about like going to school? Mm-hmm. Don't you have to be obedient to do the, <clears throat> like what the teacher says to do? Yeah. I don't know about that because I didn't. <laughs> you never went to school. This guy played hooky over here, <laughs> rut row. A good, good portion of my life. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, obedience is, I mean, when it comes to like listening to the teacher, it's like, yeah, you can listen. So you could use in following instructions in the Mm -hmm. same thing. So there's really nothing fearful about it. We just, you know, when we use it in a religious context of obedience to God. You must obey. But if you're going to do a surgeon, you're probably, if a surgery and you're a surgeon, you probably should follow the instructions. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very... Because a, you'll have a great result. It's a very good analogy. Because when it comes to I something... I just made it up. For real? Yeah. Well, I'm glad because I can go off of that. <laughs> <clears throat> when it comes to something as life or death as surgery, I think that's a good way of 
thinking about our existence, not to like scare you, like it's life or death. You got to make this decision now. But like the simple, Hey, if you're a surgeon and you want to have the patient live, you should probably <laughs> obey get your paycheck. procedure. Oh no, yeah. they get paid no matter what. They get paid no matter what. Uh, yeah. That's, that's fine. I should have been that guy. Oh, well maybe, maybe I'll be a surgeon, yeah. but <laughs> the, the obeying rules will get the patient out of the hospital. In one piece. So obeying will get you the results you actually wanted. Right. Yes. And it's... Let's figure, go, go figure. Yeah, go figure, right? Go figure. And it is ultimately a life or death issue. You know, salvation where, you know, the big question, what happens after you die? You go to heaven, you go to hell. Ooh, what happens? But simply obeying, you don't have to worry about the end because if you obey the procedures of the surgery, the patient gets to leave scot-free. Right. If you obey... The Lord, you get to leave this life scot free. And let's let's, sim- let's simplify that mm-hmm. from the standpoint of if. So when I obey the instructions, when I mm-hmm. obey my teacher, or I obey the pastor, or right. I obey my parents, mm-hmm. and I do what they say, it goes well for you. There's mm-hmm. there's so, like God wants what's best for me. Yes. And and sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the best for me, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, it's the instructions. It's mm-hmm. kind of now if you don't do it, it's not like you get it. Like when you're you're like, oh my gosh, uh, hell and wrath is going to come down <laughs> yeah. on top of me. Yeah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. What it you just God's like, okay, sorry, right. yeah, sorry. I guess you're not gonna. Oh, you were gonna. I totally ungodly. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it chris god tells me to buy a lottery ticket and gives me six numbers okay and i just don't buy it and those right. six numbers show up it's like well you didn't obey yeah i mean that's it's like, a good analogy but it's a, a godly <laughs> analogy <laughs> it gets the point across we're not saying you should go out and buy lottery tickets no. and that the lord is giving no. you six numbers the six of them being one twenty seven th- no uh, <laughs> No. But but it, I'm using yes. it as an example. There is no punishment for not putting down right. the lottery. You just numbers. don't. You just don't. You just don't get the lottery. Yes, and that's that's how okay. it is with the Lord in life. Yeah, is you you can obey, and the consequence of not obeying is not getting the rewards. If you don't plant a seed, you're not going to get slapped. If you don't plant a seed, you don't get right. to eat. Okay, perfect. You don't get slapped. I yes. love that. That's probably Because I was going to slap him before. I was just going <laughs> to. I'm going to slap you for I the don't, lottery analogy. I don't, I don't tell your mom that. I don't do it. No, no, no. That's fine. Mom <laughs> mom gets it. Mom likes you. But. <laughs> so so tell me a time when you were, you, you, you felt like, okay, so a lot of people don't like, well, what does it feel like when God's telling you to do something? Mm-hmm. What does that feel yeah. like? Well, I remember when I first. Started. I'll tell you about a time when I thought God was telling me to do something a couple of times, but it wasn't actually the case. When I started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. I really genuinely okay. believed that the okay. Lord was calling me to be a comedian. And maybe in the future, but now I believe that he isn't. And I think that there was something that I needed to accomplish in those short weeks when I was considering myself to actually pursue this career. But... I, before that even, I wanted to start a small business. It was going to be a clothing brand called Iced Out Tie-Dye. I'm sure you've heard of this. I did. You can find it. Uh, there's an old inactive TikTok account. There's an old inactive Instagram account. 
I had an old Shopify website that you could buy things off of that's been since shut down. But I truly believed that the Lord was calling me to start this small business. Turns out wasn't true. <laughs> kind of fell through. I just slowly stopped doing it and just lost interest. But and then before that, I wanted to be when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And then I realized that there's a lot of math involved. And I realized I hate math. So I was like, no thanks. There's been a lot of things in my, you know, teenage years or my young adult years where I was truly thinking, oh, this is what the Lord's calling me to do. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it wasn't something that the Lord had put on my heart, but it was something that I wanted to chase because it was new and exciting because I was always looking for what I want to do for my career. I mean, that is the big question for high schoolers or for college students, especially is what do you want to do when you grow up? You got to have an answer for grandma and grandpa. What is the big thing? You're going to, you're going to get your degree. Is you're going to, you're going to get an accounting degree. You're going to get a degree in marketing. You're going to have this put together. You got to have your life put together. And so for me, I was thinking, oh, this is my answer. This is my solution. This is my new and exciting thing that I can chase the dragon for however many years because I had always wanted to, you know, be Mr. Successful, you know, white picket fence. I come home to the family and the dog and I kiss my wife and I say, hello, honey, is dinner ready? And it was just this fantasy of, you know, the perfect <laughs> life. <laughs> until you kick the dog. Yeah, until you kick the dog and you get angry at your mm-hmm. boss and your yeah, job. Yeah. But I really wanted to be, you know, financially independent. And I realized from self-reflection that I was chasing this dragon that I had created. And this was something in my own head that I was listening to a lot of influencers who had made it by 22 years old. Young millionaires. Why am I not this? I was playing a comparison game. I wanted this. I want, I want, I want is really what was happening versus something that years ago the Lord had already put on my heart that had stuck with me the whole way through. And that was writing and speaking. This. This is the speaking and the writing is this book that I'm writing, and it's been something that has stuck with me from the very beginning. And it it kind of uh, passes the test of time. Yes, it wove its way through everything that I thought I wanted to do, and it stuck around. And I'd say to somebody that is wondering, like, what is it? What the heck do I want to do with my life? I'm not going to say I have the answer, but what worked for me was there was a desire on my heart that had been placed there a long, long time ago. It was something that I was good at. It was something that I enjoyed. And it was something that God was ordaining for me. He was setting up appointments and things. So you introduced me to a publisher. Mm. I was able to show my writing to people and people liked it. People thought, this is really good. And so I realized after slowly being obedient and just being patient with myself is that it isn't chasing a hot flash in the pan. It isn't a quick fix. It isn't money now. It isn't, you know, JG Wentworth, 877 cash now, where I get my, <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. You know those ads? It's amazing how many things come out of your mind. I just like, <laughs> why just would that rattle at the top of your brain? <laughs> just, I'm going down a rabbit trail right yes. now. But it wasn't something that was going to get me rich quick. So, so, so go back to the, the decision, uh, it's, it's with the, with the writing and the, mm-hmm. and this, um, because it's like, okay, so I think that you're, so it's almost like, I think that this is what you're telling me, God. Mm-hmm. 
And was it, were you fearful? I mean, is it fearful to say I'm going to do this and not really look at the a career at mm-hmm. this point from the world's perspective right. from the man yes the provider in me wants to have from money the now system yeah right. you need a job although yeah. sorry mom the man's <laughs> got his eye on me yeah that's right no but the the desire in me to kind of have everything put together wasn't rooted in god cuz i say this oftentimes it's like usually what god when when God ordains something in your life where he tells you this is what you need to do, it's usually slow and it's patient. Yeah. With all of the other things, I was feeling not an intense anxiety, but I was feeling a fear or a stress of, is this going to work? I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. Ah, I don't know if this is going to work. Versus what I know God has called me to, there was a there was a peace about it. And so when I was you know talking with you about starting this podcast or... With writing, there was like uh, there was an initial like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. But what I would say to somebody who's considering, you know, specifically with career paths and being obedient and being obedient is simply walk in a direction. You know, God isn't going to work in you if you stay still and say, "Okay, I'm going to wait until the Lord just kind of gives me a direction." Comes to the front door and knocks on it and yes. says, "Hey, uh, Will." Right. Here's an idea for yes, a book. Right. I need you to write it. Right. So there's a... There's Which a, could happen. It, but. it happens sometimes, but there's a verse in Revelation where Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. Okay. So he doesn't say, I open the door and I say, hey, walk this way. He's just knocking. It's your job to walk to the door and open it. Okay. So what I would say when it comes to being obedient or a career path specifically you simply need to walk in a direction, even if it is in the wrong direction. I've walked in plenty of wrong directions, as I talked about, you know, iced out tie dye or <laughs> comedy or whatever. Yeah, I was walking in a direction, and then the Lord course corrected me. And it isn't like, oh, I wasted all my money or I wasted all my time. It was I was obedient to the Lord, and I said, okay, I'm going to walk in this direction. Lord, Thy will be done. And He closed that door, and there was a piece about it. Okay, and then He opened this door, and there was a piece about it, and there was no like. Well, well, also, and I'd like to add that there's an excitement, there's a racing in your heart. So let me just share what's going on uh, with me right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, stop talking about me. Let's talk about you. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) We're halfway through. No, but we, um, so, you know, I grew up in a house where it was like, there was 10 of us and uh, including mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, figure it out. Yeah. We provided a house. Right. We're providing food. Yep. If you get out of high school, that's our goal. Yes. Our goal is to graduate <laughs> high school. That was it. Nothing else. Nothing past There that. was nothing like, hey, what are you good at? You should be a comedian. You <laughs> yeah. should be a writer. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. There's probably a lot of you like that mm-hmm. uh, listening. And so it was like survival mode. Mm-hmm. And then I added drugs and alcohol. And right. it, was, it just was a mess. Uh, but once I became a Christian, once, once God kind of said, Hey, you know, you're going to get dead (laughs) and your life is a mess and you're a total loser. Okay. Cause I I was, I mean, I I got along with people. I could work Mm -hmm. a crowd. I've been able to work a crowd. Come on. My whole life. Come on, Chris. But I couldn't work what was happening in me. Mm. It was, it was a mess. And so when we when we first started going to church and 
seeking God and seeking spiritual things. Right. I mean, I was like, okay, I mean, because I've always been strong. I've always had a job, so I'm Mm -hmm. just going to work. I'm going to work hard. And so there's no real dream in that. Mm. Yeah. And so when when does God give you a dream? When Mm -hmm. does he do that for a lot of us that weren't allowed to dream? Right. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. That was stupid. Right. Well, you think you you're want to be a make drummer? It? Come on, <laughs> come kid. On, come on. You know you. You, <laughs> you want to be in a band? Yeah, you know who you are. Right. You know, you're, you're a loser. And right. I, I bought into I was a loser mm-hmm. a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I, fortunately, God did stuff in spite of that. I got on the fire department. I had there a you. great job. And, you know, I was able to do that. And I always had part-time jobs. And mm-hmm. my, I was always uh, able to get my wife pregnant. And so we had four kids. Nice. <laughs> Kept happening. <laughs> Well, just I'll just keep on happening. <laughs> uh, but and that that worked out, and our goal was to raise our kids. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're you're still going. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. What do I bring to the table? Yeah. And so, um, and so, I've spent my life doing that, and I've got to experience some really really cool things, awesome. especially since I retired from the fire department. Mm-hmm. I've been around the world, probably ten or fifteen different mission trips to just. Uh, some places that you never get to see. Awesome. So, so, but it's like, so where does obedience come in there? Because mm. I, I would serve, I'd serve, I'd serve. Yeah. You can go, I'll, I'll work extra time so mm-hmm. I can give money to you because you deserve it. Right. I don't deserve it. Mm. God's like, no, I'm telling you to obey. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it was years ago, um, before you were born, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, no. But I was I was working through this. Old, what? Why I got this first? I was going. God, I don't know what obedience is. I know how mm. to sacrifice. I know how to uh, uh, give a, my money away. But I just don't know what obedience is. Mm. And, and I was struggling through it. And I've been praying it. So I was driving out to uh, my real estate office, and I saw uh, the policeman over there, and there was. Uh, he pulled me over. I'm going to simplify it. And uh, he pulled me over. He says, uh, there's a sign there. It says you have to wear your seatbelt. This is, when, this is how long it goes. Oh, wow. Okay. When they were making seatbelts, <laughs> you had to wear them. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not wearing it. I'm not going to do it. I don't have to do it. He goes, oh, well, in two weeks, we will write you. It's guaranteed we will write you a ticket. Oh. So, oh, okay. We drove. Yeah. So a week later, I'm driving. Two weeks later, I'm driving. And and I see the policeman, yeah. and I and I grab my seatbelt yep. and I go to put it on, and uh, and nothing happened. And oh, well, that's good. And then uh, then it happened again because I don't learn fast. <laughs> and it happened again, and uh, and and I'm asking God. I'm like God, what's obedience? He's like, it's kind of like this whole seatbelt thing. Mm. He goes, there's a sign right here. Yeah, put on your seatbelt or you'll be charged two hundred dollar fine. Right. And I can't even follow a sign in front of my face from the law to put on my seatbelt. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to listen to me, the Holy Spirit, mm, when wow. I tell you to do something? That's profound. And I was like, okay. I, oh. So it was another two weeks later. I decided <laughs> to put on my seatbelt. Finally figured it but, out. But, but, but what it was is I put it on and I said, I'm going to not put it on because the law says mm-hmm. it. I'm going to put this on because I want to. I want you, Holy Spirit, to know that I'm open to being obedient. Yes. It was a life lesson for me. Absolutely. You learned it. And so 
recently you you said you've had a couple things put on your heart and mind. That well, you so to be so the other part is that you when you get up in the morning and you seek God, you have your quiet time, mm-hmm. and or in the evening, whenever yeah. you have it, you should have some time where you are in God's Word, and and it doesn't have to be a lot. I I really believe that God mm-hmm. just acknowledges the fact that you're saying, okay, I'm going to spend time. Yes. It's not the it's not quantity. Many, yeah, it's the quality. It's showing up. Yes, saying, okay, God. You're, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're reading through the Old Testament, and I keep on hearing about this feed the poor. Mm-hmm. It's all through. It's like yeah. God keeps on going, feed the poor, feed the poor, feed the poor, take care yeah, of the absolutely. take care of the poor. And I'm like, well, there's no well, poor in Sarasota. <laughs> it's true. There's a couple, but <laughs> there's not any in my neighborhood. Yeah, right. Yeah, where we are, it's like are we but, in paradise. I mean, what do you think when you think of the poor? When the Bible talks about that. Yeah, there's always the demand of, you know, be on the lookout for those who are in need so you can help them out. Because, I mean, if you if you look in the right places, you'll find those who are in need. I mean, or homeless. Homeless. Are, yeah, it's I all. Would, I would consider them poor. I, that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty easy to say. Um, there, There's a really good verse here that you had. And then there's a verse that I had. Mine's in James. This is chapter one, verse 27. And it says... Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So to look after those who are in need. Yeah. Good, pure religion, as it says. And so I'm supposed to take that as it's written? Like it's... What's yeah. The, what's the word? What's the word? Face value? Face value. Yeah. I mean... I, I would say this is a pretty straightforward verse, <laughs> that it's pretty simple to obey, if you will. So being a Christian isn't, like, really complicated. No, yeah. A lot of the times when you, like, you can dive super deep into verses and the meaning and stuff, but there's a reason why the gospel is called the simple gospel, you know, the good news. Being a Christian really is, you know, is Jesus Christ your Savior? Yes. Then you're a Christian. Bada bing. Bada bing. That's it. <laughs> you just from there all you gotta do is obey. I'm out of here. You're out yeah, you're you're good. You're out of this world scot free. And yeah, the the faith is oftentimes very, very easy and pretty straightforward. You you had a verse as well that you wanted to share. Um that's also straightforward. So so this is what we're we're going through. We're we read through the Bible in a year, and so uh we're closer to the end. Nice. Uh, the Old Testament, it says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. I love how it says, He has told you, O old man. <laughs> that's you. He's talking to you. Wait a minute. He's I mean, th- the Bible was written for me. Oh, the, well, the Bible isn't written for you, but it is written for you. It's it's not written to you. It's written for you. <laughs> yes. The Bible, that letter there wasn't written to Chris Meekins, but it sure as heck does apply. It does. To Chris apply. Meekins. It does. Yes. And so what scares me, uh, and I, I'm, I'm in a probably a better uh, place than I've ever been. And actually in my life, I'm probably mm. in the best place I've ever been in my life. It's really, nice. it's really wild to say that. That's cool. Cause then, you know, my old self goes, Oh, here it comes. The <laughs> other foot's going to drop, <laughs> but I believe it. And I believe it in faith. I not even believe it in faith. I believe it because it's true mm. that I'm in the best place that I've ever been in my whole life. Nice. And, and so I know it's all come from, comes from god yeah and so uh pastor bernard talked about it a couple weeks ago uh, he's he's like 
you are no longer servants. You are my friend. Mm. And and I do things because I'm God's friend. And yeah. I'm like, I want to represent him. So I've been thinking about feeding the poor. Mm-hmm. Seems to be put on your mind. So so, but I, but I, the part of me goes, and my heart's racing when I'm thinking about right, it, and I'm praying, right. and I'm like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> this go. is going to be awesome. And then I go, oh shit, how am I going to do that? You're right. How do you actually do it? I don't know any poor people. Uh, I don't even know where they live. Right. I could probably tell you where they live. I'm sure you could, but right I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll start with you. Me. <laughs> if you want to start to donate to the poor, you could start with start me, with you. Chris. No, but I was, I, but very specifically, it's like you need to feed the poor. And I'm like, okay, yes. what's this going to look like? And then I go, well, this is just you, Chris, sensationalizing mm. everything because you're like a drama queen. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, but. So, so. From your wisdom, how do you know the difference between a dream uh-huh. or it's God telling me or, and then the devil goes, well, that's totally unrealistic. Right. Yeah. Well, from my limited experience of failing, which I believe I learned a lot <laughs> from failing. Well, they say that's the only best way teacher. you can learn. Yes. It's the only way you can learn. Yoda has a great quote. It says, failure. Yes, failure. Greatest teacher it is. That's probably in the Bible somewhere. It's yeah. not. But it's not. From the few times that I have failed with you, quote unquote, dreams or ideas is it's sort of like you've heard the expression, you know, testing the spirits. Okay. So when it comes to hearing a dream or maybe this is something that I want to do, you can talk to other people about it. You can share with friends and family. You can get other people's opinions, which will only get you so far because then you can go to the Lord and say, hey, God, is this truly what you want me to do? And I remember a lot of the times my, my friends in high school, when I was in my church group, people would always be like, I'm asking the Lord about this decision that I should make, and I'm not getting an answer. I'm not getting an answer. And people would always say, well, I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for an answer. I'm like, well, I feel like God is giving you an answer. You're just not listening. And it's like, well, what's the I don't like the I don't answer. like the answer. Yeah. Or, or it's just like, I genuinely don't know what to do. And it's like, again, take a step, w- work in a direction, and maybe the Lord will lead you. Oftentimes, it's like I said, the Lord is knocking at the door. You just got to walk to the door and open it. If the Lord is calling you to something, if the Lord is saying, maybe do this, or maybe you, maybe this is just something in your head of like, maybe I should try this. Walk in a direction, take some steps, and see if it's for you. I had a couple of jobs that I did. I was going to sell solar for a bit. I was going <laughs> to do door-to-door sales. Like, okay, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and it was funny because... <laughs> I asked a lot of people and a lot of people around me were saying, you know, I don't really know about that one, Will. And then I tried it out for Go myself. Go for it. Yeah. I got a lot of the good luck. Oh, that. that's cool. <laughs> that's nice. I got a lot of that. So I asked other people and they gave me an answer that I didn't want to hear. And then I tried it out. I did two days of it and I was like, no, no, no. I had this pretty. So that's legal to, to say this didn't work out. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I failed. At something that I thought would work that God wasn't calling me to. And that's fine. And you thought it worked because it really worked well for this kid that you did. Yeah. So I knew somebody that was doing solar and he was making a lot of money fast. He was making that 877 cash now, if you will. And he was telling me all about it. And I was like, well, I should try it. And I tried it and it was not, it wasn't for me. You know, it didn't work with my schedule and what I was doing at the time because I needed time to do things like this. And I wasn't going to be able to have time to write, and I wasn't going to be able. Oh to yeah, work it was out. going to be a mess. It was going to. It's this would have been over. Yeah, it would have taken over my whole life, yeah. which my whole life is pretty dang important. So I didn't want to throw all of that away to chase this dream that 
wouldn't have worked for the first six months until you finally have your first big breakthrough. And so it was a whole thing. And then I've, I've learned from, you know, this is a very recent revelation that I've had because, you know, I'm, I'm 22 years old. I still know nothing, <laughs> but what I've learned from these trying things out is when it comes to being obedient, you simply have to be obedient. And it really, it is, it's like you said, it's simple and it's easy, but it's scary, but it is scary because a lot of the times you think that obedience means I can't do this or I'm going to not be able to have fun anymore. But you know, again, it's like you got to give yourself grace and you're allowed to make mistakes, but being obedient is regularly, you know, like you have your quiet time, you get more familiar with the voice of God in your head and then obedience becomes easier. So as you walk through this Christian lifestyle, you kind of be slowly become more like Jesus and this obeying God thing that you're so scared of becomes something that you just do every day. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really cool to look back and see the times that I was obedient and the, what I got to experience. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, we were, we went to Gabon and mm. went to this hospital, uh, right. in Bangalore mm-hmm. and, and, it, and we were, uh, we were there and just doing some work mm-hmm. and they mentioned this, they had no clean water at this mm. hospital. It's like, it's so overwhelmingly you're, yeah. you you just don't know how to you have no file for how right. they live yes in the middle of the rainforest in Gabon there's no concept and so there was this couple Joanne Joanna and Keir Thielander mm-hmm. I love them mm. if you're listening uh, shout out I love you guys anyway they they were they he became a surgeon and mm-hmm. and had a great career up in Cleveland Cleveland Clinic. Being a surgeon, he left that and went into the jungle to be a surgeon. Uh, uh, wow! And they had a like a a school there, mm-hmm. and so they would wow. they would they had like uh, residents. They had six or seven residents at any given time, and it was a four year residency how to do surgery. Because wow. what happens is when um, when someone I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Eh, well, it's never stopped. Okay. Well, there's nobody listening anyways. Who cares? <laughs> a lot of times for doctors, when they come here to the United States mm-hmm. to get training, they never go back. Oh, okay. Got Just, it. Why would you? Right, yeah. And so they train them there mm-hmm. in the country. Got it. And if they go back to their community or their tribe or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. their, their region, yeah. and become a doctor, it's, it's free. Wow. It's five years of, of learning state of the art. Hmm. And so the, here in this the place, okay, mm. I, it's an amazing story. If yes. you ever want to go to Bangalore Hospital in Gabon, it's like amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. So they, But they got dirty water. Right. And there's, there's some water coming from the city, but it's like you can't use it. Mm. So they're saying we need clean water for the people. They're, we're taking like baths and brown water from right. this river. And so... Uh, we were able to get together a couple guys and uh, put together this water filtration system. Nice. And so we went there, the four of us, nothing but problems getting there. Oh, god, Nothing but yeah. problems. But we yeah. got there, and in two weeks, we took brown water and made it into clear and, and changed the trajectory 
of this hospital wow. because of something we got to do. Mm-hmm. I've done some pretty cool things. I've been in some big fires. I've been in some little fires. I've right. done some really stupid things that God has saved me from. I have been to, it could be the coolest thing that I ever got to do. Wow. And all God did was say, I, you need to go do this and participate. I mean, these guys are engineers, they own companies. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they're figuring everything out. Right. I would hand them a, a screwdriver. <laughs> but I got to participate in yeah. one of the greatest things that I ever did in my life. Wow. Because I'm like, okay, I'll go to Gabon for two weeks yeah. and put in this water filtration system. And so when you're obedient, you get to do the things that you would nobody nobody mm. gets to do the stuff that we Christians get mm-hmm. to do. Nobody gets to real. do that. Very real. I mean, you got to go to Israel and learn stuff that mm-hmm. nobody gets. They go to Israel and they say, "Okay, we see a couple sightseeings." Right. You learned from like a godly person. Yeah, I got to stand where Jesus Christ stood. I got to. Yeah, but you can't say that you've done that. <laughs> I well, there's a couple of like I got to go. He stood in my heart though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's whatever. But <laughs> I got to. Well, I was also there. You know, three weeks before war broke out. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you'll remember that the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. And I'll remember this trip. I mean, I, I got you know me. I got a story for everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but when we. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Mm. As much as obeying the Lord. Mm. To obey is better than sacrifice. And so so you might be going, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this for God, I'm gonna do that for God. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't understand why uh, why I don't feel this fullness that right. Chris and Will are talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's it it might be because you're not doing what he what he's telling you to do. Mm. And so um, Someone says, uh, well, he's not telling me anymore to do. Go back to the last thing you feel like God told you to do and yeah. start with that. And so, Fair enough. Um, you know, I went back and told my wife, I'm sorry for you know yelling at her for there not having the potatoes done. Yeah. <laughs> you sound Feed like you, me. You sound like you still Feed got some me. resentment. <laughs> Maybe you should go apologize. I, I've spent a lot of my years apologizing. <laughs> it's okay. Well, that's good. It's okay to apologize. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, yeah. If you want to be obedient, just be obedient. Simple. That is the lesson. Total obedience. Complete. What's the actual word? Complete obedience. So, so do I have to buy a food truck and start feeding the poor? Well, oh, wait a minute. No, no. I just have to send money here. You know, you, can you give me the address so I send them and you send you money? Yeah, you, you, you just <laughs> want to send me money and food. That'll be a great way to start serving the poor. Yeah, absolutely. But pray for me. Pray for that that yeah. I would make a good decision. Pray Absolutely. for Will that he would he would continue to be obedient mm-hmm. because it's not like you're going to get rich tomorrow. No, I have on, no plans on, on to. the path that you're yeah. on. <laughs> no, at this current trajectory, I have no plans of being a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see though. Maybe I'll be on a game show and win like a million dollars. So what are we going to talk about next week? What's next? Next week, stick around because we're going to be talking about holiness and humbleness. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We might have to get someone in to help we us. We might have to have some real <laughs> holy and humble people here. Joyce, Joyce, we're going to need your help next week. We might actually have Joyce on next week. Hey, God bless you. See ya. Love you.